One individual may not have been um, leading the conversation with finances as as much. And so it's okay to not know, um, but don't let that stop you from doing anything. Because I would say I see a lot of people just sit on what they get and they don't make any changes. We want to get that ready for you. So start that conversation sooner than later. Welcome to the Community Conversation Podcast presented by Community America Credit Union. We have a compelling and impactful story to tell, and our goal with these conversations will never be to sell you something. We would rather have an important discussion with our very talented employees, leaders, members, community partners, and experts from a variety of industries and causes to help educate and inform you. Stay tuned at the end of the podcast for some important disclosures. Welcome back to the Community Conversation presented by Community America. I am Justin Rickliffe, some friend and partner of Community America, hosting this podcast, and we have familiar voices. You did such a great job last time, Ryan. They invited you back to continue. I know. Can you believe it? <laughs> I, I, I can believe it because you were really wise and helpful. Um, and Taylor, making your, what, third appearance now? I think so. Yeah. Welcome back. Taylor Ahern, reintroduce yourselves if you guys don't mind. Yeah, my name is Taylor Ahern. I am a wealth advisor um, with Wealth Management by Community America. So I work with individuals, families, everything in between. And what we do is we just learn as much about you as possible to learn uh, what are your long-term goals and dreams. And then we develop a financial plan, um, implement it, and hopefully get you to those goals and dreams. And then everything that happens in between, we're there for you. I love it. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us, Ryan. I'm Ryan Stites. Uh, I'm a financial well-being manager with Community America Credit Union. Uh, my team uh, works with members and, and community members alike. You don't actually need to be a member of the credit union to receive our free services. Um, we work with anyone that's looking to, uh, you know, work towards their goals and, and to achieve those goals through things like budgeting and saving and, and figuring out debt management, maybe improving your credit score. Um, we work with folks on a one-to-one basis to help you meet your financial peace of mind goals. Today, we're going to talk about divorce. And depending on what studies you read or what articles that you may find, um, it's a very normal part of our society. It, in, in some cases, 50% is kind of the, st- the rough stat. I'm certainly not a stat- statistician, but that um, kind of general framework is this a, This is impacting lots of yeah. adults in America, and we want to have a helpful conversation about what to do when people are in that situation. So um, there are obviously a multitude of ways that divorce can arise in a marriage, um, but whether that's a decision that's been this long, nuanced compl- you know, process that has led to that, or if it's a sudden reality, there are a few financial statements stages that we are going to ask you to help our members um, as they experience this new stage of their own life. So um, the road we're going to cover, we're going to outline um, the divorce process itself. So kind of practically and, and financially what how, how that happens. Um, and then some some considerations about the financial realities and the division of and the mm-hmm. separation of those assets. And then maybe most importantly is helping members see a road forward to help them create goals for their own financial success in their new reality. So um, does that sound like the right road to cover? Yeah, yeah, of course. And Good. I would say, you know, when when divorce comes up, um, it is easy to be paralyzed. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people early on, and then they come to me and they don't know what to do. They're shocked, and so we've really got to have a reality check and say, 
you know, what is your life going to be like moving forward? And, you know, this is assuming they've probably already contacted an attorney and are going through those steps. But even if it's just a thought process, you're not physically doing anything, thinking through, um, you know, what is my life going to look like and what do I want it to look like? Because we've been planning for a couple or an entire family hmm. and now we're planning probably for just one individual yeah, and that, what they that want. That life story has changed. You had you had a story with many hmm. chapters out there and now all of a sudden all of those chapters are thrown out the window and it's time to rewrite a lot, right? Hmm. Prior to this, hopefully there's been some discussion of what do we have, where is it, how is it designated, and just trying to wrap your brain about around what do we have and how did we plan and how is that plan going to change. Hmm. Yeah, and they're, they're not always probably super linear and formulaic, and, hmm. and obviously there, there's lots of emotion as it as people, to your point, Ryan, are writing a different story than maybe they intended. But in practical terms, and maybe for the members' benefit, to think about these in stages, right? So the first being kind of that preparation stage, and we're going to have you guys walk us through each of these, but in that consideration of, hey, we're we're, we're about to make this decision, we're, we're doing this, um, so giving some, some understanding to what to consider during that step. And then the process, the, and, and Taylor, to your point, the legal proceeding itself. And then that third stage of the recovery stage. So after it's final, what are some areas that members should be thinking through? So as we think about that preparation stage where spouses are, are deciding um, collectively or individually that this is the, the plan to separate, um, understanding that financial landscape seems pretty critical in that period of time. So what would you... As, as they're in that, hey, it's not final yet, but we're walking down that road, what would you encourage members to be thinking about and paying attention to? You know, I think to start with, just making sure you know what whose name is on what. Um, I know, you know, a, a little, you know, any of our branch folks, um, if, if both names are on account, I have to answer questions for whoever comes in. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want you know, the person to know, then you have to get there, you know, you have to come in and, and start different accounts. You've got to identify, um, you know, who has access to that information and how you want to begin to, to figure that out. So even just starting with knowing are both of our names on this credit card, because if so, that's going to impact us, you know, eventually in our credit score and other things. But even, you know, with something as basic as, as your checking account, if, you're, if your accounts are joint in any way, making sure you know what your name is on or not on. Yeah, and to, to continue the thought on that, um, it's it's really emotional, but that's the time you need to be thinking about, you know, who your beneficiaries are on your accounts. Do you still want your ex-spouse? Yeah. And, and it, you know, it may you still want them, you know, do you have kids involved? Um, how do you want the kids to be taken care of? Is it something where you need to consult an, an attorney on on a trust for who's going to be watching those funds if something were to happen to you? Um, and who do you want those new beneficiaries to be if it's not going to to be your your ex-spouse? Um, and then sitting down and talking through what are your new living expenses and really thinking about mm-hmm. a budget. Um, and on the flip side of that, I know the budget I would call a little more short-term goal that you're figuring out. And then long-term, we want to continue to plan for your long-term. Um, I see a lot of people get a little shocked and they stop planning for the long-term when something like that happens. We don't want to forget about retirement and any long-term goals. We want to continue on. You don't want to just stop and put everything on hold. So when things feel 
and 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 are not just feel, but are uncertain, unstable. Obviously, there there's lots of emotion and, and uncertainty in that stage. It sounds like you guys are saying help find some groundedness, help find Absolutely. some even even if it's as simple or as practical as making a list on one. Google Sheet or an Excel document of what the assets are, whose name are they in? Um, I mean, is something even as practical as that helpful in situations yeah. like that? And and even thinking like, you know, if you own a home, uh, is it in both of your names? Um, vehicles, whose whose name is what vehicle in? Are they titled together or are they titled separately? Hmm. Those are just things, you know, in, in the beginning stages, it's just important to sort of outline all of that. Hmm. Those are things you probably didn't think about until now or didn't really consider um, until now, but those are going to be important things through the divorce proceedings that'll be be helpful in in reconciling all of the finances. Yeah, that's great. Um, continuing the process when you get when the legal proceedings are done, when when it's a, a final and the divorce is is concluded, it's the everything legally has been separated. Um, what do you start having member conversations around at that point in time? So I would say that's a really important step to get a third party involved. Mm. And so potentially coming to a financial advisor and saying, hey, I've always we've always planned for we, now I'm just working on I. How mm. does this change my plan? Um, because if assets are split, we may have to open up a new account to get it into your name. And like I said, establish you know beneficiaries that you want to inherit the funds. Um, and, and then get it focused because your joint goals may be wildly different than what you want now, which is okay. And we'll adjust your plan accordingly. Um, and then we'll start meeting on a regular basis and, and getting your investments in line with what you want out of it. Um, so I think really getting that third party involved, because it's okay to not know what to do, especially a common theme is one individual may not have been um, leading the conversation with finances as, as much. And so it's okay to not know, um, but don't let that stop you from doing anything. Because I would say I see a lot of people just sit on what they get and they don't make any changes. You've got to remember that money, especially if it was in a spouse's retirement plan or something like that. Your spouse may have had it invested for them. They may not have been thinking about you and, and their investments. We want to get that ready for you. So start that conversation sooner than later. That's great. You know, as a, as a coach, you know, we, we really kind of come at things at the, at the ground level um, in your well-being. And, th- and that could be something as simple as budgeting and savings. Um, you know, if you're, if you're coming out of this joint relationship and you're figuring things out again for the f- for the first time, again for the first time, uh, you know, you, you, there's there's different roles. So depending on what you're used to in those roles, you, you might not be the one that was working very hard on the budget. You might not be have, have been the one that was paying a lot of attention to where the money was going. So those are places, you know, those are places as a coach that, that we can be helpful. But that's true on either side of that occasion, you know, of, of – of who, whoever it was that was working on, on take care, taking care of the family finances, um, or in that partnership. Um, go ahead. Yeah, and I'm reminded of um, as we think about kind of this once it's final and, and, and maybe a little bit too dramatic language, but when you're picking up the pieces, so to speak. And Ryan, when I think about your comment of, of writing a new chapter of a story that maybe you didn't intend for it to be where it is, but it is the reality. And I'm, re- I'm reminded of your uh, conversation the last time we had, even in marriage, was um, that transparency, that vulnerability, yeah. that that um, trust-building truthfulness of, hey, this is what it is now for me, and what is the best way forward? Um, 
Ryan, help us understand. I know I know lots of complexities and legalities are in this next topic, but as as people are thinking about the division of financial assets, um, is it equitable? Is it fifty fifty? I know there's lots of scenarios and complexity here, but how do you broadly speak to that topic of hey, I find myself now in this story. How how do I look to you as a coach to help me sort it out? So we we counsel and coach people on both sides of the state line here, of course, Kansas and Missouri. We're we're fortunate that way that we don't have to keep that straight. Both Kansas and Missouri are considered equitable division states. Um, And that means that a judge is basically going to be the one that looks at all of your assets and also all all of your debts, and they're going to decide based on your situation, you know, what an equitable uh, distribution uh, looks like. That doesn't necessarily mean it's equal. That doesn't mean that uh, either party or both parties like the way it's going to be divided, but it is what it is. And then you have to move forward with that. Um, you know, then there's, there's of course, 50-50 states. Um, California is probably the most well-known because of all the celebrities, um, <laughs> right. you know, in California that, you know, wind up with 50% of their spouse's assets. It's just a straight division. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of thought that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least here in Kansas and Missouri, it's, it, is, it is more um, complicated than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that does often mean that then, you know, you've got to work through both the, the divorce decree and all of the legal mm-hmm. pieces with that. But that can, you know, as simple as, you know, if you've, if you've got $5,000 in debt and you're mm-hmm. both on the credit card, you know, depending on how that division goes, you could be responsible for a much larger portion of mm-hmm. that debt, whether you had anything to actually do with it or not. If your name is on the credit card, it doesn't really, mm-hmm. really matter at that point. That's, that's the decree. And, and working again with a, a coach could be helpful as you not only figure out what you're going to do with that, um, but also then um, how if it affects your credit score, like it can in some cases. Divorce itself does not impact your credit score. Be very clear about that. There's nothing on any of the credit reporting agencies or, or any of your credit report that says whether you're married or not. Mm-hmm. So that's really no, no consequence, the divorce itself. It's just how all of those assets and debts get split up that can, can be impactful. Oh, that's great. That's so helpful. What are some common questions or themes that arise in maybe both of your environments when folks are going through a divorce? Well, I would say um, typically, like I said earlier, we have someone that's really dominant in, in the decision making. Mm-hmm. And so someone doesn't know how to make the financial decisions. But on the opposite side of debt, what you were hitting on, um, if someone has investments and they're getting split 50-50 and they were never in your name, that's when you can come up, come to us and say, hey, I've got this legal documentation. It says mm-hmm. this account's supposed to be 50% mine. I don't know how to put it in my name. And so that's when mm-hmm. you know we can help open an account in your name and hopefully get the assets transferred in mm-hmm. and explain what it is, how it works, you know, is it an IRA? Is it a 401k? What is it? And just hopefully educate you on your options mm-hmm. and planning going forward. And then, um, you know, hopefully throughout the divorce process, you know, if you're able to talk to your spouse, you know, how are we going to plan for our children going forward? Um, and and that could potentially be in the divorce decree. But, you know, are we going to continue to plan for education? Are we doing separate um, things like that? But I would say the common recurring theme I see is um, one individual feels completely lost because they let the other person do it. And that would be my advice that I would tell to anybody over and over. And I know this is probably pre-divorce, but um, get in 
involved in that conversation. Even if you're not going to make all the decisions, it's so good to be aware. Um, but I don't think you need to feel any shame for that. That's what we're here for. So you come in and we do a lot of education on different sides of the business. So we're going to educate you with how investments work um, and how it, how we set up the accounts, how they're titled, how beneficiaries work, all those things we're going to go through and hopefully help educate you and empower you to, to start making the decisions going forward. That's great. How about you, Ryan? What are some common either scenarios that you... Um, or questions or uncertainty that that you get in your world, your well, role. Most me. of it, really, the the first and primary concern tends to be the the debt and the and the mm-hmm. the credit score piece mm-hmm. of you know how is this going to impact what I can do moving forward. Um, we we do work hard with folks to figure out pieces like if you have a mortgage together. You know, depending on, again, the divorce decree, there can be some real complexities to, mm-hmm. to how you're going to do that if, if, one, if one person wants to stay in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can be, be pretty complex and, and difficult to manage. But, you know, again, even from the day-to-day pieces like who's, who's actually budgeting and, and it's time for us to each have our own um, checking account through that process where we're going to separate and take ourselves off of any joint account. Um, unfortunately, we do see the ugly side of divorce. I know I've heard horror stories from some of our branch employees that, you know, as soon as that that divorce decree is is final of who's going to get to the the, the branch the fastest to or who has their, or yeah, their yeah. mobile app, you know, up, you know, first mm-hmm. to be able to just totally liquidate or move funds mm-hmm. to a, a new checking account. If, if your name is – if both mm-hmm. names are on the account, there's nothing anybody – and that situation can do about that. Um, so making sure that and, – and that's the ugly side of things. You know, hopefully, again, we can look at this with some positive of, of you know, there, even even in the midst of a divorce, hopefully there's enough of a, of a relationship. Respect and, yeah. Well, yeah. and I would say I would hope um, you're finding a trusted individual both, you know, on the hmm. legal side of things and then on the financial. And so – um, I know when we were prepping for this, someone asked, you know, how do you know if you stay with the same advisor that you always worked with? And I would, you know, really decide, do you, mm-hmm. do you trust them? Do you want to stay with them? If so, great. If they weren't, if you weren't the one working with them regularly and you want to kind of a fresh start, go find a fresh mm-hmm. start. I think it's really important that you have an advisor that you fully trust and that is going to help educate you through the next steps of life and, and get the plan ready for you because financial advisors, what I love about it is we all do things a little bit differently, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, we usually have the same goal is to help you plan for the long term. Mm-hmm. And so finding someone that just kind of um, fits your personality, makes you comfortable and, and speaks to you in a way that you understand mm-hmm. and um, can appreciate is so important. I love you segued us into that fresh start, right? And we talked about at the beginning that maybe the most important in, in this is once there's some solid ground and some um, acceptance of the new reality, how do you help members create goals for whatever is maybe next for them? Yeah, it's a whole new, it's a, it's a fresh start, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, again, using the story analogy, it's it's all the the future story, all the chapters mm-hmm. of that future story that now have to be rewritten, which mm-hmm. can be ugly and hard, but also life-giving. It can mm-hmm. be an opportunity to to start fresh and to to do that. When when I when I see members in those situations, um, there can be a little bit more of that counseling instead of just coaching sure. side to sure. help them discover and and dig out what some of those goals may be. In some cases, it's going back to school. Mm. Um, In some cases, it's already figuring out, you know, 
We're we're both moving out of a home. We you know mm-hmm. I, I'm ready. I want to I want to save money. I want to get back in that place where I can own my own home. I mean, we do usually mm-hmm. counsel and coach folks in the midst of a divorce to keep their living expenses as low as possible. Um, that's that's certainly a, a place where where it can really jump up and bite you if mm-hmm. you're not careful. You're used to sharing rent. You're used to sharing that mortgage payment. You're used to you know not quite as much of your your income when you're you're in that joint partnership. You know, going towards housing. So certainly, keeping housing as low as possible is a good first step in That's any good. of that. But you know, those goals, the the goal setting is is still something that that takes time. And so maybe the first goal yeah. is just making sure month to month my budget actually meets my me, you know, my means, my my income and. Um, I'm able to to maybe save and start to put a little bit aside, but that that's okay if that's where we need mm-hmm. to start. Yeah, and from the financial planning side of things, we're kind of going to start from scratch and resetting all goals. And it sounds, it's really heavy thought to be doing that right after you get divorced, mm-hmm. but nothing is set in stone. You know, really, no matter what section of life you're in mm-hmm. or stage of life, mm-hmm. um, your goals can change. And so whatever you start, you know, we start short term, um, like Ryan said, we can change the goals. Yeah. So if, mm-hmm. you know, years in, you find a new spouse and we have to reevaluate the whole plan, yeah. great. Um, things are going to, I've yet to see a plan that didn't change from start to finish. <laughs> right. So we'll continue to change. We'll continue to evaluate. We'll get more mature in our conversations mm-hmm. and detailed in the plans and uh, you know, hopefully more educated as we invest. And so, um, but we're kind of going to start from scratch and make sure everything mm-hmm. is in your best interest. And we're going to really mm-hmm. focus on what you want and what you need out of your your investments. Maybe a too specific question for you, Taylor, but if you were the wealth advisor for a couple and they both chose to see you individually, mm-hmm. is there confidentiality in those plans? How do you treat them individually now? Of course. Um, you know, I've I've had that happen before, mm-hmm. and um, I just treat them like any other client. I'm not going to tell, you know, client A that, you know, hey, I just met with so-and-so. <laughs> right. You know, I don't do that whether you're divorced or not. I even, I, frankly, I have some married couples mm-hmm. that um, want their investments that way. And so, um, you know, I'm not going to even acknowledge if, if someone's a, a client or yeah. they are or they aren't. So it can happen if you both trust. Mm. I think that's that's great if you both were well involved in the plan. But, you know, if you want to look elsewhere, even within Community mm. America, we've got so many different advisors yeah. all across town. You just need to do what you're most comfortable with. And there's no one size fits all um, with almost any scenario of life, especially divorce. They're all so wildly different. There's so many variables. Mm. Um, I think you've got to do what you feel is best for yourself and work with someone you trust. But there's strict confidentiality. and so Absolutely. Yeah. 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 We we aren't going to acknowledge anything. And that's the same for us on the coaching mm. side. If it, I can only coach whoever's name is on the account. Hmm. So I, I can't tell you, you know, if your name isn't on the account, I can't speak to that. I can hmm. coach around budget and pieces that might be otherwise. Well, and maybe that's, that's an important topic to hit is, you know, um, you know, after your divorce, do you need someone different to have a power of attorney over you that was not a spouse? Hmm. You know, depending on what stage of life, what kind of assets you have. Did you have a power of attorney? Did you have a power of attorney? Do you need someone else, a trusted person? Or to just have a, that? a friend that's a joint on the account to make sure that yeah. if there was an emergency or how you're going to, again, beneficiary pieces, those are all important things to think about. Right. So there's just so many different layers. And so, again, referencing back to the third party, hmm. um, I think looping someone in or, you know, even finding a trusted friend that's potentially been through the process. Because well, like you just said, you know, every case is so individual. It's also different. 
that you know I, I wouldn't even sure. you know there, there's there's no set like this is what you do in this case <laughs> for sure I'm gonna ask you the same question I asked you about the marriage but when you've seen divorced individuals embrace their new season of life write these new chapters in their story and do some of these behaviors and these practices that you guys recommend um, the general arc of their life what happens Gosh, I think of one gal I worked with. Um, she went through a divorce, and it was it was really tough. And she didn't come out with much. She had never mm-hmm. really worked in her life, and she was close to retirement age. She turned around, got um, got a new job in a whole different you know <laughs> sector of the market, and really mm-hmm. took off and found a lot of happiness. And then she took charge of her financial plan like I had never seen her do. Because mm-hmm. I, I kind of worked with her beforehand, and I was blown away um, by how mm-hmm. confident she became when she, you know, she easily could have been paralyzed and not taken another step. Um, but she mm-hmm. really turned around, educated herself, and worked hard. And, you know, I look back to her today. She's she's now remarried with a phenomenal financial plan. And um, more mm-hmm. importantly, she's full of joy every time I see her. So she met her goals, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, you know. As, and they changed in times. but. As, <laughs> Right. And that's absolutely. And that's, you know, as a coach, you know, I mean, uh, what we do as, as, as coaches isn't just a one off. Mm-hmm. I mean, for some folks, maybe I just meet with you once and you're pretty satisfied with the advice I gave and the strategies we came up with. And I don't see or hear from you again. But at least, you know, in, in, in the majority of cases, you know, it, it's it's going to be an ongoing relationship, mm-hmm. you know, because those goals are constantly evolving. They are constantly changing. And and sometimes it's just that, well, I met that goal and now I'm ready to tackle the next goal. And I want somebody, you know, alongside that's holding me accountable to that, that's encouraging me, that's supporting me in that. And so, yeah, you know, the success is when you actually, uh, I don't set the goals for you. That's not, you know, I'm just here to to help you achieve and accomplish those things. And I I would say um, it's important to know with most of our clients, if you become a client um, of a wealth advisor, you are going to meet with us on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether that's once a year, twice a year, you know, we'll kind of establish that within the relationship because everybody's a little different. But we are here to talk about the hard mm. things to hold you accountable. And we're here when you're sitting at home at night and you're terrified, you know, about the markets or am I going to be able to mm. retire or whatever mm. the case may be. We're here to have that conversation and talk you through. Do we need mm. to make a change? Did this life event? And I would say, you know, divorce is a huge life event where you need to call your financial advisor. There's no For questions sure. there. Um, but now you're entering all the new life events probably for the second time yes you need to call your financial advisor and then we're there you know let's say it's on an annual basis and we're going to be saying hey we need to shift this you need to do this or here's you know here's what we may want to consider if this is your goal so um like you said it's not a one and done a lot of the time almost most of our clients we're meeting with on a regular basis to assess their plan and make sure it's still aligning with what they need Okay, so just like we did last time, let's do our best to complicated topic. All situations are obviously dependent. Sometimes this is like a super easy, civil, life-giving, freedom-inducing conversation. Sometimes, like you've said, Taylor, it gets really nasty and messy and, and complicated. So um, every situation is different. But on the in the topic of divorce, let's try our best to um, summarize the conversation with a few key takeaways. So Taylor, like we did last time, will you go first? Yeah, you're just going to kind of accept the reality of things are going to change financially. And I would say let's try not to be paralyzed and kind of put a positive spin Mm -hmm. on things. Um, Things are going to change, but change isn't always bad. 
Mm -hmm. may be really hard and we may have to learn a lot. Um, but incorporate a, a third party, try to educate yourself, um, and try to go out there and make the change good. Yeah, we're here to support you. Hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Ryan, how about you? Number well, two. I, you know, I keep coming back to this idea of, of, of roles and, and that there's, hmm. there's going to be new change. There's going to be changes, you know, whatever your role used to be, you're going to have to learn and figure out, you know, how to grow with that. Um, identifying and thinking about, you know, all the things again in the process stage of this where, you know, what, whose name is on what is going to be an important part of the, the, the divorce proceedings, but also then afterwards as you're picking up and putting back hmm. together your credit, knowing and being sure, you know, go ahead and get your, pull your own credit report, like look yeah. through and see what your name is on and don't get caught off guard or, guard or, or surprised by, by the things that your name might be on or that you, you know, your spouse's name is on. Fair to say, like advocate for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> is that I would, fair? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, without it being again, anything mm. that's contentious, that's mm. not the goal because you yeah. don't want the communication to break down, but just again, it's, it's arming mm. yourself with information. Mm. It's making sure that you know all the ins and outs and there's no question about where you stand and what, what, what you have to, to deal with. That's great. Taylor, wrap us up. Number three. Yeah, I would say we're gonna we're gonna start a new financial plan, and we're gonna kind of start from scratch on the dreaming and goal setting, and um, figure out what do you want long term. What are your goals? We don't have to worry about anybody else right now. Um, we're focused on you, and we're gonna start to adjust things accordingly, and then um, get ready to meet on a regular basis and mm -hmm. and get excited about what's in your future now. Yeah, and trust us to, you know, help you in this new future. You, mm -hmm. you know, as we keep coming back to kind of the story analogy, you've got all mm -hmm. these new chapters to write, which can be intimidating and it can be exciting. And, and, you know, it's okay for you to have all of those feelings at the same time. But, you know, don't be afraid to reach out when, when we can be helpful, whatever that is, you know, in whichever case. And I think with money... Um People get scared and they feel like they don't mm. know enough. Um, but that's what we're here for. You don't have to know anything, quite frankly. We'll help educate you. Mm. Um, we'll help teach you and we'll help put together the plan. So yeah, no shame. Yeah. Don't let it stop you from coming in because I think that's one of the most harmful things you can do for yourself is do nothing. Right. So starting the conversation mm. um, as early as possible um, I think we'll just set you ahead for the future. I love it. Remind us um, how we end every show. How can people get in touch with you? And yeah, for Wealth Advisors, um, go to our website. We've got an invest tab, and it has um, all the financial advisors listed. It has our different locations. It has a little blurb about us. And mm -hmm. so hopefully you can read about us and find someone that's, you know, if you want to location-wise, you can pick by location. If you want to find someone that's kind of um, looks like they're in line with the same maybe hobbies, interests, goals, whatever the case may be, um, we've got a wide variety. Find one of us, shoot us an email, and hopefully we can set up a time. Financial well-being is on the website as well. It's under the Learn tab on the website. Um, I'm one of four financial managers, financial well-being managers, um, and you can find any of our, you know, more about each of us as coaches there. Um, the the mm -hmm. easiest thing to do is to just pay attention. We, we try to divide things up a little bit with geography so that we're not mm -hmm. all of us traveling all over town to, to meet with folks. But if you have any questions, reach out to me. Mm -hmm. That's fine. And I can always connect you with whoever's covering your your neck of the woods. And 
when in doubt, there are branches all over the city. That's right. <laughs> yep, That's you just walk into a branch. The, the danger in this would be to isolate and to not ask for help or um, right. try to make this and some you, thing. You can't get to helpful. the wrong person. I feel like if you go to one person, you might bounce around a couple people, but we will get you to the right destination. We, we share referrals all the time. So, yeah. Well, again, Taylor and Ryan, thanks for joining us again for another conversation here. Um, we appreciate you sharing your wisdom and the experiences you had have had as you've navigated members through. It's been a privilege. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Thank and most importantly to the members listening, um, hopefully you found this to be of value. And we're grateful, as always, that you have tuned into another uh, episode of the Community Conversation presented by Community America. Take care. Investment and insurance products, including annuities, are not deposits, are not NCUA or otherwise federally insured, are not obligations of or guaranteed by the credit union, and may lose value.